how to get your partner to do whatever it is you want them to do. Now, I think this is kind of the holy grail of what people look for when it comes to relationship advice. We all want the ability to, to make an impact with our partner. When we say something, for them to be a fuck yes, for them to be fully on board. Right? I think at the core of it is a very human struggle. We want to be able to make a difference with people. And when we don't have that ability, it's super disempowering, isn't it? <laughs> at a certain point, I know, at least for me, I begin to give up. I begin to give up on the relationship. Why even bother? So how do we really become effective at communication? What stops us from being able to speak with presumably the people in our lives that we spend the most time with? And isn't that the way that it always goes, right? Like the closest friends and family that we have, we have the most resistance to communicating with. And now it doesn't matter about the small day-to-day -day stuff, right? Like anyone can chit-chat about nonsense day in and day out. But what really, what really counts, what, when, what really matters is on the table. Like maybe it has to do with sex. Maybe it has to do with feeling like you're disrespected in the relationship. Maybe it has to do with wanting things to change but not knowing how to address them. We lose all of our power. So today we're going to be talking about how to get that back. How do we make the shift? So one thing to notice about humans is that we are very past-based, right? And for good reason. This is how we survive. We learn from the past whether we want to or we don't. And a really good example of how that works is phobias, right? If something happens when you're a kid, so someone pops a loud balloon and you happen to be in the presence of like a giant stuffed, uh, let's say, I was going to say cobra, but those are like naturally terrifying, so giant stuffed rabbit, right? There's a very good chance that as a child you begin to develop an inadvertent fear of either stuffed animals, or rabbits, uh, or something else in the room that you might have happened to pick up on, right? But let's go ahead and say that you develop a fear of rabbits. No. You don't have a choice in the matter, right? It just happens to be a combination of things that begins to affect you uh, as you move forward in life. So now every time that you're around rabbits, you get nervous, your nervous system acts up, um, you can't think as clearly. Yeah, you, all you can think about is either running away or maybe you're like in fight mode so you get more activated. You want to you wanna start something with people around you. You don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, you have this response when you happen to be around rabbits. Now this is a ridiculous example, but it's so valid, right? Because if just two things being in a room at the same time can cause us to have such a negative reaction, can cause us to have such a, a, a different trajectory in life, right? Like that person's not going to be a vet now, right? Like that person probably won't enjoy going to the zoo. And you can see that like a wide swath of reality has been kind of removed. Maybe that person doesn't like to be in nature because they know that they'll find rabbits there, right? What else has happened in our past, in our past, <laughs> to close off various avenues of our future reality? What has happened to me before has caused me to be 
disengaged, activated, uh, checked out when certain stimuli happen. And a lot of times we can look back to our past relationships, we can look back to our childhood and find the beginnings of these things. Um, but so today we're talking about romantic relationships, we really gotta look and see where have my past relationships, particularly around mom and dad, particularly around like painful relationships, begun to carry over into my current relationships? Where are these getting in the way? Now this is nothing new in coaching, therapy, or counseling, right? This turns up all the time, whereas my childhood beginning to affect my present and future. But what doesn't really get addressed in these situations is that Coaching and therapy and counseling can create a clearing, right? You, we can get you to a place where you don't feel bad. We don't, you don't feel shitty. You don't feel like the victim anymore. But what doesn't happen is that a lot, in a lot of these cases, there's no action enforced, right? Like there is no, a, people don't believe that they can go back and create a clearing with the people in their lives that they had a rupture with. Right? People don't want to go back and talk to their ex. People don't want to go back and talk to their husband. People don't want to go back and talk to their mom because it's scary, it's confronting. And it means that people get a chance to play the victim for longer. You gotta get that coaching is designed to create an opening for people. And endless sympathy for what people are going through, right? There's some rough stuff that happens in life. People don't choose what happens to them. But a lot of times I find that people get into the situation and they treat it like uh, a pill that they can swallow, right? Some, a quick exercise they can do to get back to baseline without addressing the reason why they feel the way that they do, right? It's like having a cactus near your front door. Right, every day you walk into it, the spikes stick you and you're like, oh god damn it. And then you go to a doctor and they pull out the needles, you get like bandaged up, the pain goes away, right? You're okay until the next time that you bump into the cactus. You haven't changed the baseline situation that causes your pain to arise. So the pattern repeats. And that's what people don't get. Without action without resolving the past, without making those old relationships right, without being in communication with the very people that we seek to avoid, we put ourselves into a pattern of pain that will repeat endlessly until one of two things happen. We either give up on the person entirely, we remove them from our lives, and occasionally we think about them and it makes us angry or sad and we can't let go and it, you know, it puts us in a bad mood or an unwanted mood for a few days. It just shuts us down. Or we do the thing that we've been trying to avoid the entire time. We have the half an hour, one hour, 10 minute conversation that would make all the difference. So if you really want power around your past, you really want power around your partner, your communication, you want people to be a hell yes to you in life, it begins with addressing the people that are disempowering you. Now this is not meant to be a confrontation, right? These conversations cannot come from that energy. If you have someone that feels like they're attacking you and criticizing you for what you did wrong, how are you going to respond? Well, naturally, you're going to get defensive and want to fight back, right? Or avoid the conversation entirely. 
can't be from that space. That's why coaching is important because we can get you to a space where you can take responsibility for your end of what happened. Now responsibility is a tricky thing. A lot of people get this confused with making yourself wrong, being blamed for something that happened in the past and that's got nothing to do with it, right? Responsibility is about getting your power back. When I can take ownership over this situation, when I can take ownership over what I did to cause this, where does that put you? That puts you at the source of your experience. I created this situation. Because you created this situation, it means you can create another situation. Really, that's the baseline. That, that's what this work is all about. How do I get your power back? So the trick is that once you get your power back, you need to have those conversations. A lot of people think that this is about emotions. This is about what you feel. And if when I feel good enough, I'll have that conversation. And that's where everyone gets stuck. It's not about whether or not you feel good about it. It's about having that conversation so that you don't ever have to bump into it again. And when you come from a, from a place of responsibility, from when you take into account what you did that might have created a conflict in the past, you just own your peace without expecting them to do anything. It opens up the door for them to do the same. Now, they might not do it, right? There's no guarantee that they're going to come back and be responsible for what they did. But you'll find that the minute that you do create a clearing with them, all of the emotional bandwidth, all the tension, all the stress that you've been building and building and building around this person gets released. You won't have to deal with it again. And it might not be an instantaneous thing, right? You might have to have a few conversations, but what you'll find is that each time a bigger and bigger chunk of that past resentment gets removed until you no longer have anything to do with that person. You might even forget how things used to be. So don't skimp out. Don't sell yourself short. When you have a call, when you go to your therapist, your counselor, your coach, take action. Do yourself the biggest fucking favor you can do and take action. Because without it, all you're doing is putting a band-aid on that cactus wound. And that's all the time that we have for today. My name is Rob Wong, and this has been another episode of Dating Smash. We'll catch you in the next episode.